Here is episode 14 with Anne Gray. Hey, so who hosts this Euphoric Epiphany podcast anyway? Now let's get started with the show. Always remember, boys want what other boys want. Right. To be kissed and often, and by someone who knows how. Well, I suppose you think you are the proper person. They're kissing again. Do we have to hear the kissing part? Oh, behave. Hey, guy, say, why don't we go someplace and have a drink? A drink? Okay, okay, copyright Victoria. Welcome to the dating series where we take two weeks and we talk about dating in this new and fantastic world of apps and technology. Today, we're gonna talk about how fun and freeing it can be dating over 40. So my name is Anne Gray and I'm 45 years old and I live in Chicago. I have been divorced now for 18 months and found myself back out in the dating world um, and found that it's changed a lot Um, and it changed so much and I've had such a fantastic experience in it that I actually wrote a book to encourage other women um, to get out there. And um, more than that, um, I also have a consultancy now as well. And it's not your typical dating consultant. I'm not your typical dating consultant. Um, What I do is encourage women to um, embrace their sexuality and their bodies. And I teach them to find gratifying relationships via dating apps. So um, that's who I am. Awesome. Um, So we usually then start with a silly unrelated question. If you could transform yourself into any of the larger wild cats, which one would you choose and why? Well, Victoria, I think that this is a trick question because if you've read my book, you know I very much encourage women to date younger men. (laughs) So I (laughs) say cougar, Um, even though I don't like that term very much, of course, that is exactly what I recommend. Um, It's not mandatory, but I find younger men to be um, less complicated and a lot more fun. Um, So I will go with the obvious answer and say cougar. I to be completely honest with you, Cougar was not on my mind, but now I can totally see that it was probably a subconscious jump there. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, that's like, oh, Victoria, really? Yeah, no, no, it wasn't. It was, I swear that was totally subconscious. <laughs> awesome. Anyway, easy answer on that one. Perfect. Okay, Cougar for the win. <laughs> Right. So we'll get back to your beginnings here. You started out like in your career figure outies um, as a classic musician. What led you down that path and what part of that sticks with you through your writing? Sure. So um, I fell in love with classical music at a very young age. Um, my mom was a musician. Um, she's a church musician. She was always the organist and choir director. And so I kind of grew up being surrounded by music. Um, And then I ended up studying music all the way along in school and even into college. I was a performance major. And to me, music is kind of another way of communicating, Um, especially chamber music. I think that was probably my favorite type of music to perform because you're just a small group and you're able to really connect with other people 
and communicate as you're making music together. And that was always such a pleasure. Um, now the obvious, um, connection to writing is it's also communicating on a much more direct, um, you know, in a direct manner, in a more literal manner. Um, but what the carryover is, I always like to have something like a really big creative outlet in my life. And right now, um, writing the book was certainly creative for me. And like writing my blog now is also just like, it's like my creative outlet. I, I just, I love it. And I didn't know I was a writer really until a few years ago. And um, I was writing um, at the time my boss's marketing blog. And I just, I was like, whoa, I can do this. Why aren't I writing for myself? Um, so that's what I do now. <laughs> awesome. No, it's nice when it kind of just in your face, Hey, you should probably do this instead. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it became obvious, which was lovely. <laughs> so you, uh, let us know that you kind of started talking about or writing about dating after your divorce. Um, what made you say like, write, writing about my dating experience should be what I'm writing about? Well, it was, I mean, it was just crazy. Like my biggest dread of getting divorced was, oh my God, I'm going to have to go back out into the dating world. And it just wasn't fun the first time. And I was like, you know, this sucks. I'm going to have to go out to bars and meet men. And it's just going to be this whole terrible process. And what happened was like, literally days after my ex-husband moved out, I was, it was Thanksgiving time and I was over at a friend's house for Thanksgiving surrounded by lovely gay men everywhere. It was <laughs> the most comforting place I could have been ever. My friend Bruce and um, fabulous gay friends, and it was just wonderful. And so I slowly divulged, you know, my situation, like my ex-husband had left, and we're, I'm pretty sure we're getting divorced, and here's what's happening. And by the end of dinner, my friend Sean was like, girl, where's your phone? And I was like, um, in the other room. He's like, give it to me. And he literally downloaded Tinder and started uploading my pictures and swiping on men and communicating on my behalf without me knowing what was going on at all. And then proudly showed me, look at all these hot men in your queues. They want to meet you. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, what is happening here? And so that was kind of like, well, A, how I discovered that younger men were interested in older women, which I had no clue about. And, and, you know, it's been a thing for a long time, I'm sure, but I just had no idea. And, you know, and it, it just put me on this journey of kind of rediscovering myself and my sexuality. And I just thought, and I was started asking some of my single girlfriends, like, are you guys on this? Are you doing it? Like, and they, none of them were. Um, because I think Tinder is only a few years old. So, um, you know, it wasn't something that was mainstream, especially, I mean, it is probably for millennials. I'm sure it is. But for older women, it isn't. Um, and it's a little bit scary. Um, I just got launched into it <laughs> thanks to my friend. But um, and I just discovered how, I mean, it was so awesome. Like I could literally order in a man as easy as I could order in. <laughs> And I'm just not kidding about that at all. It's crazy. The world is crazy right now, and technology has enabled, you know, it's good and bad, but if you can figure it out, it's good. Like, it can be really good and really fun. And I just thought I needed to tell the world about it. I was having such a fabulous experience dating and rediscovering myself. And, you know, the book isn't just about dating. It's about all kinds of 
um, read, you know, rediscovering, living a full life, making sure you're doing what you want to do um, in the time that you have. So that's kind of the story. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I met, I met my husband online, but oh. this was before I had an app. So I can imagine just the ease of use that an app has now. <laughs> I know. It's like all in this little device that you carry around all day and you can kind of just order up whatever you want. <laughs> yes. Like if a swipe left was an option, like that would have been awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you touched on a couple of this, but with, with the app that you have now, the power you have just in your phone, what is the best and worst parts of dating as a 40-something-year-old? Okay, so... I I don't know what the worst is. Well, I can get into that. But for sure, I mean, it's ultimate freedom. Like, there are no more checklists. Like, I'm no longer looking for a husband or even a life partner necessarily at this point in my life. So that is incredibly liberating. Yeah, the pressure to find the one is off off the plate. Yeah, and it's amazing. And of course, I always had that. You know, I was a rules girl. I grew up in the 80s and it was like, you know, you must follow the rules and you must have the man chase you and then he'll marry you and, you know, it'll be all fabulous. And yeah, you know, like I did that and <laughs> it wasn't all that great. Um, so now there's like, that's the that's the most freeing part is there's absolutely no checklist. I mean, I can meet somebody and be like, they're cute and they're kind of interesting, um, but they don't have to have everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um the other cool thing about dating as a 40-something right now that I um, that I was saying before is, like, technology has just – and it's not – I guess that's not about being a 40-something, but it's about dating right now is that technology is enabling connections that would never happen otherwise. And so it's just really cool. Like, you can explore somebody from another culture. You can explore somebody in a different city. You can meet, like, literally whatever you want to choose. And so – um, it, it's just the whole game has changed. If you want to call it a game, the whole <laughs> situation, I mean, the whole, it is kind of like a game. It's like, it's like a card game, except there's people involved. That, Tinder should have levels. You can level up when it fits a good right? date. Yeah. <laughs> and then you'll give like references like this guy was really fun. Level right. Up. <laughs> but I would say the best thing about dating in my forties is like, I know who I am. Like, clearly. Um, And I think that's, unfortunately, in this country, just something that comes with age. Um, Like, it's brilliant. The older you get, like, the more you're sure of yourself. You know who you are. You know what you want. And, you know, you can't, you you don't have to let anything get in the way of that. And I think that's pretty empowering and amazing to realize that you know yourself well enough by this time to do that, which also breeds confidence. Um, And so that's something else that's, you know, I just don't even worry about like if somebody doesn't like me, you know, they didn't call, you know, all these crazy things that we would obsess over in our 20s are mostly irrelevant now. I think that comes back to the pressure of trying to find that one is gone. So yeah. you're not worried about every single meeting and you're trying to just improve the length of whatever you've got going on. Instead, you're just looking for let's make this date right here as good as it can be. And yeah. if it's not going to work out, oh, well. <laughs> it becomes more about living in moments. Exactly. Like, than it, which is incredible. Like, that's what I've been trying to do my whole life was, like, figure out how to be mindful and, you know, not worry about the past, not worry about the future. And suddenly that becomes incredibly relevant. 
um, and mostly easy to do because you can just get to a place where you can just enjoy exactly who is in front of you and exactly what is happening. Absolutely. So uh, the book that we've kind of been hinting and teasing about is called <laughs> Sex and the Single Girl, A Slightly Older Girl's Guide to Dominating the Dating World. I love that title. <laughs> it is available now. You can grab it on Amazon. I will have links to the book just down below so you can definitely click and see what's up there. Uh, what I love about this book is like basically what you've been talking about. It it jumps out not as a typical dating book. There's no intense focus on how to win a man. Uh, you promote promote body positivity, sex positivity, just enjoying the moment like we were talking about, enjoying people for who they are without the pressure of finding the one. So like basically everything we've talked about already is why this book is just way more interesting than any other dating book out there that you can see. Can you tell me more more about yep. the book and what it goes over? Sure, sure. So it's an easy read. I'd say you can read it in, you know, maybe 90 minutes or two hours. It's definitely like a guide. Um, like a guidebook, which is kind of fun. Um, and it's written in a, in, a, in a fun and friendly tone, which I think makes some of it accessible. Um, and it's more about living a really full and rich and rewarding life. And as we've said, less about, fi less about finding a husband. I mean, not at all about finding a husband. It's about finding an amazing lover. Mm -hmm. It's about finding a nice man who knows how to make your toes curl. I mean, that should be the goal as far as I'm concerned. That's what I think the goal is now. Like, best sex ever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I'm all for that. You know that. <laughs> I know. I do know that. It's fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. So definitely everybody who is in that dating world, um, if you're older or you're younger, whatever, just go check it out. Like she said, super easy read. Um, so coming from the book, what tips do you have for slightly older daters out there in today's Tinder-filled world? Filled world. <laughs> sure. Uh, tongue tied. Um, so it's all very image-driven. Um, I don't know if your listeners know exactly what Tinder is, but it's basically like you're swiping through – a whole like a deck of cards of men or women or whatever you're looking for and you're basically picking them on their physical attributes which sounds really shallow and it is um, but it's also you know a little bit enlightening to you know see what you're attracted to I mean there is a place for a description but uh, you know sometimes there people write things and sometimes they don't it's more about just choosing what you want physically. So you also have to put up profile pictures um, yourself on there that, that uh, men are swiping through. And my big tips there are to make sure that you look happy, make sure you're smiling, and you do make sure your pictures are current. And make sure you do post a full body shot because if you don't have one there, they're going to ask for it. And then that gets into like, you know, then suddenly you've moved to another platform of texting or something so that you can send pictures. And it's just it's just easier if you put exactly who you are out there. I mean, if somebody wants, you know, a certain body type, they're going to choose it. Um, and if you know you've matched with somebody, you know that they have chosen you because you've put accurate pictures out there. So I think that's the biggest thing that's happening right now. I mean mostly I've found that people represent themselves fairly accurately. There's been a couple times where I'm like, really? That was like 50 pounds ago, dude. <laughs> but, but mostly not. Um, mostly people do tend to 
tend to be honest. Um, and that's the other interesting thing about Tinder is I think you can be really transparent. Um, so after you match, then you can start chatting on the app. And, you know, I think you can be pretty transparent about what you want. I mean, I think I say something in my um, profile about, you know, not wanting a husband, but wanting somebody to sit next to at a bar. Um, so I think you can, I think you can say what you want and, and not feel a bit like you're going through any emotions, which is really refreshing. Yeah, it's, well, it's just cutting out a lot of awkward talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, mean, I like this. I like that. I like this. I would not like that. And then generally people will just respect that and they'll swipe or not swipe. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think it's it's important to think that through a little bit, both the images and what you're saying about yourself, to make sure that you're getting what you want. Um, and speaking of what you want, I mean, you can choose exactly what you want, too. And I will say it is a bit of a numbers game. And certainly everything, <laughs> every man that you meet is not going to work out. I mean, certainly there's this thing where sometimes they disappear. It's called ghosting. I mean, there's like a whole term for it now where you've been chatting with somebody for a while and then suddenly they disappear and they're no longer in your context anymore. And you know what? You just got to, you got to not take it seriously or, you know, just say that was not the one that I was supposed to meet. You know, it's just it, but it does get a little bit frustrating sometimes. So it's just good to keep an open mind generally. Um, but also know that, um, that, you know, you might have to meet a few frogs before you meet your prince. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so ghosting is a thing. Um, yeah. What do you think other obstacles um, are that come up for like 30 to 40 something women? And especially concerning sexuality. What other yeah. things kind of come up? Yeah, absolutely. So I tend to, I'm not sure about 30-something women anymore. I'm more concentrating in the 40 to 50 area. Um, and I will say that I think shame is huge. Um, I think that women, in myself included, in this era grew up, you know, thinking sex was dirty, having our parents, you know, not talk about it openly. And... You know, a lot, it, it's um, it's challenging. Um, it can be challenging until I think you get to a place where you're just like, no, you know, this is this is this is healthy. Like, sex is amazing. It's healthy. It's necessary. It's a human need. Um, and so that's a big part of my mission to make sh you know to help women kind of embrace that because I think a lot of women in that age range need permission. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, that sucks, but I want to give them permission. I want to give everybody permission. <laughs> you can have good sex. You can have good sex. <laughs> you know, like, do it. Like, it, it's just, you know, I mean, do it with a nice person. I mean, a lot of my book, too, covers, you know, like, how to sort of go about finding, you know, on this tricky online Tinder business, like, you know, how to kind of weed out and make sure you end up with a nice man at the end of the day. Because that's the goal as well. I mean, you're not looking for a husband, you're, but you're you're definitely looking for somebody who's nice and respectful of you. That's the only way you're going to have good sex in any case. Absolutely. A decent person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be a decent human being is great sex. So now that you've got like great insight on some of the good and bad of dating online with the Tinder, <laughs> if someone wanted to work with you directly um, to get your consulting advice, how would they go about and do that? 
Sure. So all paths to me lead to annegray.com, which is A-N-N-E-G-R-E-Y.com. Um, and you can go forward slash consulting, or you could click on the tab that says sex and dating tips, and that will take you to my um, consulting business. And um, I have a calendar there. You can feel free to um, book time directly on that. It's pretty easy to do. Um, or also you can feel free to email me directly at ann at anngray.com. So an exciting thing that I'm working on is I have partnered with sex educator and G boutique owner. Her name is Cheryl Sloan in Chicago. And we have just completed an online workshop for women over 40, all about dating and sexuality. Um, and uh, it's, it's got seven modules, um, Dating Apps 101, uh, a bit what to do after the match and how to make sure you're going to meet up with a nice person and a decent human being. Um, a little safe sex refresher, because if you've been out of the dating game for some time, <clears throat> you need, uh, or I found I did, I need a little brush up on that. It's highly important. Um, then we do a little anatomy lesson. Um, Cheryl does a little anatomy lesson, um, because it's really important to understand your body and a man's body and how they work in order to receive ultimate pleasure. Um, then we do a whole module about sex toys, and this is incredible to me because I had no idea how many amazing sex toys there are in the world, so we go through a lot of those, which is really fun. Um, then we talk a little bit about body image and um, how, you know, it's time to accept exactly who we are, and uh, you know what? I, I think as long as, as you are confident, that is the main thing that makes you attractive. Um, and then finally, we do a module if you hang in with us about alternative sex because there's a lot of Fifty Shades stuff going on in the world right now and we explain it all. So again, angray.com is the source for that. I will definitely have a big banner at the top of that site that will give you information to register for the webinar. And the first one is going to be on January 24th. for participating in your Fork Epiphany's Dating Week. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Now put your hands up. Up in the club. Just woke up. I'm doing my own little thing.